It's the hard line. It's Thursday, which means we have a special guest for our e-news and for the segment after because it's Rant Revival Thursday. So let's let's say hello to Rated Rookie himself, the great Gordon. I wore this shirt especially for you, Bob, because you always... Uh, make fun of me and really hurt my feelings. You have to have like seven when, of those, right? You, no, sadly enough. I, I, you, I do have multiples of most of my shirts. Yeah. Because you would steal them from a box like, like I would. I had multiple <laughs> yeah. Ronins. Yeah. yeah. But this rated rookie one is the only one I have. So when you see me wearing rated rookie, it's the same shirt as you Vintage. saw the last time. You just make me think of Don Russ and Gordon. It's uh, it's hey Don. Uh, let's stop down for a little bit of which is brought to you by WindowNation.com and All Pro Foundation Repair. And here with Don is Corby Davidson of the Dickens. He is the Cobra. Here's Cobra. <laughs> For his first time trying to deliver e-news. That's right. Taylor Swift finished six nights at SoFi Stadium outside of Los Angeles. 100,000 people every single night. The first leg of her tour is over with. Um, of course, we knew that she handed out $100,000 bonuses to her crew, including truck drivers who said that they were so shocked by it. Multiple, multiple truck drivers said that They handed their wives the check for $100,000, and they're openly weeping. You know, I mean, she's a really good gal. And she also was bringing in every night. Okay, so I'll let you guys guess. You may have seen this, Gordon. In ticket sales each night. Okay. It was estimated she was bringing in how much? In ticket sales, not counting merchandise? Ticket sales. Eight dollar deal. No, Mike, it's not eight (laughs) dollar. I'm going to guess two million dollars. Is that high? I was going to guess five, but then I was going to ask if that was high. Uh, fourteen. Holy mackerel! And she played six straight nights in in L. A. Yeah, she has. (laughs) Did she make a billion dollars this summer? She did not. Well, she might. She did. She She did? did. Yeah, she, uh, okay, so. She did not make a billion this summer. Th- well, okay. She does not make $50 billion. Yeah, Norm. <laughs> Norm and Mike are going at it. Um, so she has 146 stadium dates that go well into 2024, which will be the end of the tour. And that means the tour will make around $1.5 billion. And that would surpass Elton John's record. Now his, his is really, really fishy. Elton John. Because, as Bob can attest to, I think you had tickets to go see Elton John from, like, the same tickets for, like, six years. Yeah. I I think I think we were supposed to see him in late 2020, which, of course, got delayed, and then it got delayed again. I think we ended up seeing him maybe late 2022. Okay, so he had a three-year tour, Gilligan, that... Was that netted nine hundred and thirty nine million dollars? So this tour of hers, which will be just over a year, will get her one point five billion. Jeez, yeah, wow. And is that just ticket that's, money? Yeah, that's just ticket, not money. like merch or anything. No, no, that's insane. I don't, I don't think you're right on that. That's got to be more than. I'm. That's got to include the merch. You too. know what I'm reading from. 
What? The New York Times. Mr. Showbiz. Ah, the New York Slimes, huh? Right. <laughs> they lied to you about the Constitution! <laughs> so, within all this, within the tour, she had the record of more number one albums on the Billboard 200 over the course of her career than any other woman. This is all while this tour was going on, surpassing Barbara Streisand. She placed 10 albums on the chart this year. This year. <laughs> and is the first living artist since Herb Alpert in 1966 to have four albums in the top 10 at the same time. That's her year, her half year, or whatever the tour's been. Would you retire if you made $1.5 in one year? What is she worth? You'd never see me again. One tour. Like if, if I was Taylor Swift right now, I'd retire after this tour, and I would get facial reconstruction surgery, so no one would ever recognize me, and I could live in the world. I could move freely in the world. Oh, okay. I thought you would do it as Gordon Keith. You would get facial reconstruction, but you're saying she should do it yeah. as Taylor yes. Swift. Yes. I'm saying it's very haughty of you. <laughs> if I was her. <laughs> if I was she... I don't know how you're supposed to say that. Would you like her net worth? All right, I'm going to sure. guess it's got to be <clears throat> forty million, seven hundred fifty million. Yeah, it's got to be. I, I I'm going to say eight hundred. I'm going to say no. I'm going to tell you, uh, seven hundred and forty million. What okay. in the world? Now you went over Gordon one. Yeah, you lose. Prices yeah. rights rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One dollar. Not bad. So by the end of next year, she'll be well over a billion dollars in net worth. And she's 33 years old. She's only 33. Do you guys have anybody in your respective clans that are Swifties? Do you know anyone? Nieces? Uh, is Bob your daughter? Is a member of the clan. Not, not me, so. <laughs> No, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think Maddie was, uh, feels about her as she feels about Harry. Isn't but... that weird? Is she too young? Yeah, it's a good Harry. question. Harry Styles or Harry Mountbatten? Harry Styles. Harry Cox, yeah, Harry Cox. Oh, big Harry Cox. I, <laughs> I do think I'd like to see her show now after all this. Like, I had zero interest. Which when, era would you choose to dress up as? Probably none, but I, I, I think when you get to a billion dollars, uh, even those of us who have no interest should at least be interested in tasting the soup. To see if oh, they would God, be the so most vulgar. most enjoyable uh, three hours of our Get year. Up! Can you imagine though being able to? Okay, how many shows should I play at this one hundred thousand seat venue? How about six? Let's just set the bar there. They sold out in less than three hours. Yeah, people just. I mean, if I was her and I was getting that much money and I knew it was just guaranteed audience are going to love anything that I do, I would just be lowered from the ceiling while laying on a couch with a heroin needle in my arm and I just lay there the right. whole time just feeling heaven just in my veins. Kind of fart in a jar and not now do and anything. Fart in a jar. Every now and then. Yeah. He, he was very tasteful about it. said every now I'm and Layla, then. I'm Layla, a missing Baylor player in her interest in federal interest. That's how that's ticker ticker. And that's just replaying that's on when, a loop at SoFi. Yeah. <laughs> so she revealed last night in her last show that the next thing that will make a trillion dollars for her beyond the, uh, uh, the tour, the second leg of the tour, is she's re-releasing her famous album, 1989. Taylor's version. My wife woke me up this morning to tell me this. Exactly. I, I did mean, not care. Wake you up in that special way? <laughs> Unfortunately, that. no. That would have been a- mm. welcomed. 
So, again, she's she wanted her music back. She wanted to own all of her music, and so she said, "All right, I'll just redo every album in a way that it makes it mine." Yes, and it's genius, absolute genius. Brilliant. Disney Plus and the Hulu Premium plans will now get jacked up a little bit. Do you guys know if you do Jack have Hulu? Yeah, I double pay for all this stuff. Because you don't bundle them? Yeah, there's like a... I know that... I don't even know what I have anymore. I know. Do you feel like you have subscription chaos? I totally have subscription chaos, and I complain about this on the morning show a lot, which, by the way, if anyone is enjoying enjoy this segment now, yeah. tune in from 5.30 to 10 a.m. Boy, as I'm on shout, out to, show. Uh, shout out to Bruce Bochy, by the way. Oh, did you like him? Dude. Really enjoyed I, I was out of the studio at the time and didn't get a chance to hear it. I know, but back. if you have you a chance, you should uh, yeah, check it out. Spot on. But uh, <laughs> what was his line of meats? The chili? Yeah. Oh, the chili. Seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. seven alarm seven chili. Seven alarm chili. That's what it was. <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about. So great. So Dis- Disney oh, Plus. Yeah. Uh, I have so many financial barnacles on my credit card. Here's the problem. And I need to go through and eliminate them. You know, that's the key. Auto pay has killed us. That's the whole thing. You, uh, all these businesses, hey, they do that. <laughs> they do that predatory. Here, sign up uh, monthly. We'll just take it out of your credit card. You don't have to bother with it. Cancel at any time. Yeah, cancel at any time. But it's fine. I know. But yeah, something that our parents would be like, "What are you doing? It's, Why are it's you doing smart this? predatory business by corporations and sure. business owners?" But it's still it's. And the it's thing is, one, the reason they always have you and I, you know, we did this segment a handful of years ago whenever Netflix became a thing, and Netflix went from like. Six dollars and ninety nine cents a month to seven dollars and ninety. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, okay. And then we started asking the question, okay, where is that going to stop? Because they've got you, right? Right. So Disney Plus is jumping almost thirty percent in October from ten ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine. Which again, okay, I can handle three dollars. But where will it stop? Yeah. Well, they'll keep pushing the line. They keep bending that line. Okay. Well, if you'll pay 13, I mean, 15's not that much more. And right. And of course, they keep incrementally adjusting it. And then pretty soon you're at 25, and which then, you would not have made the decision to go from no. 10 to 25. No. But they'll just, they have it in their business plan. They'll just up it incrementally. And Hulu, without ads, will go from 14.99 a month to 17.99 a month. So, why doesn't someone get together and pass some sort of law, people who are interested in consumers, and say that, really? hey, you have to opt in every three months or six months, that you can't just have an indefinite financial barnacle? Surely they're out there. People what, to care, you mean? Yeah. What could Will I... you do it? What, <laughs> what sort of deal could I offer you, I Corby, to go back to watching ads on your Hulu? So I did this for a long time, and I did it because my family was trying to watch, or my wife was trying to watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like all 23 seasons, mm-hmm. and I was kind of punishing her. Oh, yeah. By having, yeah, right? Oh, Little yeah. outfits and whips. You take her OTK. What's that? Over the knee? Nobody else, nobody else knows this? Uh, okay. Sorry. That's a very fancy wording there over there, Corby. Is anybody? Okay. 
But I had ads. Domestic discipline. And so, and so it would take her like an hour to watch one episode, 21 minutes. Giving her such a smack. And let me just say, as somebody who watches ads on Hulu, they've got some interesting clients. They do. It's not, it's not, it's products you don't necessarily see on traditional television. Okay, so we. Like what? Like a lot of things. Like Thanks for narrowing it down. Hamster, hamster tampons. Generic. Anyway, just stop the show. <laughs> is there a market for that? Well, that's. Do you have to insert it, or is this a. They do they not have smart. ads for. <laughs> Corby, they do not have ads for hamster tampons. Bear Bear, do they have hamster tampons? <laughs> What in the world? <laughs> so never heard that phrase. Oh. Think you about it. This, huh? No, I'm not. Oh. I'm trying to figure out. And I know I can't. It's just math, and it's too hard. And I can't do it. So I'm not going to try. Anyway, well, just gave it the old effort there. Just get ready to be paying more money, and and you're going to do it. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. So Disney Plus. Yeah. We hear all the time about, oh, Disney's, they're just such uh, financial disrepair, and how are they ever going to make this quarter bigger, and why are they laying off 10 million people and all that? So, 4 million people. It's like we're rating the business page, isn't it, Gordon? <laughs> yeah. $14. Corby's dedication to accuracy, just always. $14 a month now. They have, tie 140 million subscribers, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds great. How do they lose money? How do you possibly lose money? Guess they have a bunch of production deals. They do. Okay. Like once every 30 days you get all that money. Yes. You don't even have to wait once a year. It's once every 30 days. I just, I don't get it. Oppenheimer has now made $600 million globally. Hmm. The movie that Donovan did not know what it was about yesterday. He went... He had not heard enough about it to he didn't piece know. together what the story was. He had no idea. He thought Oppenheimer was just this guy. Just some random guy? Yeah, that wore nice tweed suits. All right, so has everyone in this room seen it? No. Okay. I have not. Don't spoil it. I want to. Can we tell you whether or not the bomb goes off? <laughs> Damn it. It's wonderful, right? No I'm just warning you. Do not say anything negative about it. Oh, you did? Yeah. And I didn't. Gordon, I know, idiot. It's like, oh no, there were all these P1s that apparently were involved in the production of it, <laughs> and I had no idea. And it's I stepped an right hour into too it. long. Do not say that, or you're going to get me in trouble again. Yeah, it was Gordon saying all that. Gordon told me that off air. <laughs> the in confidence. All right, let's do the hey, rant man, revival. I'm confide in you something. You better not share it on the air. Do not turn right around. Put this out on e news. <laughs> let's do the rant revival and talk about why our childhood was haunted. Five eighteen. Whoa. It's five eighteen here on the hard line. We have the rant revival going. Now keep in mind, in fifteen minutes, Joel Clatt will be on the show. Joel Clatt. And he said Gordon better be out of there by then. Yeah. So let's get moving. Yeah, we're enemies. All right. So on today's Rant Revival, I want to discuss why. Oh, sponsors. Sorry, Ham. Eatsy's Marketing Bakery and American Leak Detection. Thank you, Eatsy's. So why our youth was haunted, childhood was haunted in many ways. And I think growing up in the 70s especially, 
as a small child. We were subjected to things that decade that I don't think any ensuing decade was. Now, yeah, you've had horror movies that have gotten progressively gorier and the like, but um, and maybe the psychological aspect of the films have, have been stretched as well. But I think pound for pound what we were not forced to, to watch or consume, but were just a part of by osmosis – and because there was no cable television, it was just everything was just there for all to watch that we had it the worst. And I heard you the other day talking about Gordon, the Loch Ness Monster Saga. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you. I was haunted by any episode of In Search Of. Absolutely. Any Leonard Nimoy narrated but yet you Bigfoot, s- Bermuda Triangle, uh, Loch Ness Monster. But yeah. you watched them all. I know. I don't know why my parents did. My parents also let me watch some made-for-TV miniseries about Wayne Williams, the Atlanta child abductor. Everything. I sat there and watched everything with my parents, and it was probably different for you as a little bitty kid, because you didn't have a yeah, TV. Yeah, y'all just had you? to watch Davey and Goliath all the time. <laughs> yeah. again. <laughs> we, all, we all have our methods, though, to find ways to that type of thing. Yeah, it's it, and it's you guys just described the two things that we were most obsessed with, and I don't know what age it is, but very quickly, it's it's uh, things that may or may not exist that terrify us, yeah. mm-hmm. and serial killers, right? Yeah. And they were everywhere. Child abduction. And by the way, that still goes on. My uh, my kids when they were in high school, uh, you turn around and they're watching a documentary about some serial killer or reading a book. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. you're like, how did how did we get here? Hey, isn't true crime like one of the most popular genres there is? By Maybe a mile, the yeah. most, yeah, for sure. But the Loch Ness monster in particular, I knew it was far far away in another country but it still freaked me out so much that grainy footage that they supposedly had from the 30s that was proven to be a fake but at the time we didn't know that as kids Mm -hmm. we just thought everything was real right that's right and that scared me to death as far as going into any lakes Mm -hmm. did it you oh yeah i remember being scared to take a bath when i was a little kid because of jaws yeah Somehow is convinced that drain isn't that secure to keep out sharks. Right. And then, and, and <laughs> stupid. And piranha. Okay. That was another big one in my youth. That was, was also huge. a grizzly bear movie that came out. Yes. I mean, so we went from Jaws in 1975 to Piranha in 1977 or 78. Filmed in San Marcos. And yeah. And Sideshow Bob, noted P1, one of the stars of the film, or at least one of the extras in the movie. You're kidding me. Did you really? know that? Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. Know Sideshow Bob was in that. So, uh, yeah, and Piranha is about a summer camp where some sort of African piranha was released oh. into the lake, right? Like, there, and there was a holding tank. I watched this thing like five years ago, but I don't remember all the details of it. And the piranha somehow got into Ocarina Springs down there in San Marcos and started chewing up all the teenage girls. And, yes. And just blood. The well, of- yeah, they were teenage girls. <laughs> Hamster tampon. So, what? There, you don't just have to blurt that out. There were welcome to sports, Bob. <laughs> there, seriously though, that that scared me. I didn't want to go in the ocean because of Jaws. I didn't want to go into a lake because of the Loch Ness monster and piranha. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to summer camp because of piranha. Yeah, I didn't want to pet a dog because of Cujo. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like we were subjected. Uh, Animals about, gone wild. Has anybody ever seen? Have you ever seen an alligator go? What about when you heard that a snake could emerge from your toilet? Yeah, that yeah. was another, another very frightening prospect. 
there was a movie called and all this dovetailed with the fact that my my mother also parented through fear my mom was the biggest fear monger in the world most moms were i think back then and then not to mention we had to deal with films that focused on the antichrist which hey guys hi auntie (laughs) (laughs) you want some cross cookies she's the best auntie no we don't want cross cookies Right, like, and I, for whatever reason, why did why did I watch The Omen at the age of ten? I don't know. Why did I watch The Exorcist? Yeah, then you know that's all we grew up in the time of devil worshippers in the woods too. I know every every wood that was near your home was full of devil worshippers, and we were convinced of that. Mm-hmm. And our moms sure. convinced us in our heads that you don't want to go in those woods. There's devil, devil worshippers in there. They, that's where they do yes, their magic. No, that is. You're right, Mom. That's, uh, that's where they do their magic, and that's got a K on the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the the most friendly of all the monsters out there, Bigfoot. Which, oh, man. I don't know about friendly. Well, I was so scared of Bigfoot. I was, too. I was more scared of Bigfoot than all those other monsters. So would you ever go... I still haven't ruled him out. Would you ever go camping with your family and think that... No! One time... I've told this story before, but... The thing that scarred me so bad in in my youth was watching that two part that two parter on Six Million Dollar Man where Steve mm-hmm. Austin battled Bigfoot. Yeah, portrayed by Andre the Giant. Yes, right. and uh, and one other guy too. There were two different guys who played Bigfoot in those episodes. I think. Anyway, I was very frightened by that. And one time we were staying with my grandmother in the summer, and I got into some disagreement with her. No way. And so I was going to run away. <laughs> Is this when you got kicked in the balls? <laughs> no. And and so I, I started to run away, and I made it down to the end of the driveway, and she opened up the door and called out to me, and she said, "Be Hey, just be careful out there. They they spotted Bigfoot up on Northside <laughs> Drive. Just saw it on the news in here. Just be careful. And I turned around and came straight back in. <laughs> She knew the exact card to play. Wow. It was the Bigfoot card. They just spotted Bigfoot yeah. and she had just down seen the road. It on the local Jackson, Mississippi news. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the thing that I can't really put into context with my kids, I mean, I'm bad and I'm stereotyped for letting my kids watch Step Brothers and things like that. I get that. Not the best father in that regard. But in all regards, to sit around your kids, I know to sit around the family TV room and watch things like the Stepford Wives, which I did in the mid 70s. It's not me. It's my parents. We just again, if it was on TV, then Mm -hmm. it was okay. I if know. Putting Somehow it on my TV, parents had the same idea. I mean, look, we, we sat down, and I know this was part of, um, this was the ultimate 70s TV touchstone, but we all sat around and watched these seven-part miniseries Roots. Right. I don't think that... How can a kid comprehend that at seven? Uh, man, it's horrifying, obviously. I remember... Hey, kids, come on in here. The burning bed's about to be on. It's Farrah Fawcett. Yes. Which was about domestic violence and her killing him by torching him while he's asleep. Right. <laughs> Every, anything was fair game. I made cheese sandwiches. <laughs> the bed's burning now. <laughs> Hurry, he's going to burn up before you see it. Everything was fair game. 
and I don't know how we all came out of it. I guess maybe we didn't come out of it well-adjusted. No. Yes, the psychological trauma that we suffered as children eventually gave birth to the ticket. <laughs> Pretty much, all, right? Yes, this is all of our way of coping with childhood trauma. Proving is to make all a damn joke about everything. Work together for good. Even at like 13, <laughs> when the, the TV se- miniseries V came on. Do you remember V? Oh, Dude. is that about V? That, that was No, it's awesome. not. Stop it's not, doing that with your hands. No. Uh, no, V. That... <laughs> That was a, a that whole, scarred me too when they ripped off part of the yes. face and you see the reptilian yes. skin. Yes, that was a mean guinea pigs and that rocked the boat. Yes, they would but, uh, they would crack their <laughs> jaws open and eat like yeah eat like a full pig or something like that. I remember that, there being like some hot women on that show. There yeah, were it was great. It was like an invasion thing yes, and they yeah, were they looked like v humans, before. but then somebody tore their face off and they were lizards. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. How That's about, all in there. Yes. How about how about Course. how about every one of us? How every single so one of us sitting around the television as a family and watching the day after yeah. about nuclear holocaust. I know. Because that we scared were already the hell out of me. We were already at war basically with Russia in our heads. And then they came out with this movie saying, "Didn't that start hey guys, Jason Robards? It did. Yes. Easter Island statue of a looking guy. Yes, it did. So how Robert. about while we're all in this giant scare over. over nuclear war, let's just make a movie about it and market it to families yeah. that this is what's going to happen when the bomb does go off? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what were we doing? Bob, did you see anything traumatic when you were a kid? Uh, v rocked my world a little bit, but we were probably in high school by then." Um, it was earlier than that. I, I don't know. Was junior, was junior high. high. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he's a little bit younger than us. Eh, yeah, but he close. was in high school. Oh, when oh yeah, came yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in junior high. No, no, it'd go <laughs> the, the other way, way guys. Other direction. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of that uh, was was in my uh, kitchen a little bit. Uh, Poltergeist. Was, oh, I, was right there. Now, see, that's a weird one because we used to watch Poltergeist over and over right. again. Right. And me and my sister would do all the lines to it. We'd act it out. Wouldn't that be rated R now? And it was just PG. Yeah, it was just PG. They didn't even have PG-13 back in the day. Really, no. anything with uh, demon stuff got in my got in my head. Man, you didn't watch Exorcist, though, did you? No. No, I avoided that to this day. Have you seen the original Omen? I think... No. I I, think, don't you think Exorcist is scarier than Omen? Um, I think Omen pound for pound is better. There are scarier moments in the Exorcist. Right, I need to revisit Omen because I don't. What I, is, I, friend, I don't know. What I've was the one Omen. just from like 2005? Uh, Blair Witch Project. No, yeah. after that, uh, Paranormal. Uh, paranormal Activity. You thinking of Paranormal? Yeah, paranormal Activity. Dude, I the first that. one. Eh. Is it good? I was scared, really, and, and I was like 30. Hey, you know which? Uh, there was one that I thought was because really there was a good. demon in their house and. <laughs> The girl, right? The wife or something? Or like it, it got to her. I don't know. It was bad. I was scared. I would one, not going to a sequel. One that I saw uh, over, it was during the pandemic, and I thought it was very inventive and also pretty dang good, was the one where they're doing it all over Zoom. You know what I'm talking about? Has anybody seen this? It was it was a streaming movie. It came out on streaming oh, because during the pandemic. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I thought about. it was really good. I think. What's it called? Host. I think yeah, host. I think maybe that's it. And it it, it cost eighty bucks to make yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Corby once again undershooting <laughs> on that, but yes. 
They need to do catering. It cost a hundred thousand dollars. Yes, that's amazing. It did not cost. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was good. So we had to battle monsters. Fictional, real, whatever mm-hmm. they were. We had to battle the devil. We had to battle every animal that was turning against humanity. Yep. Serial killers. Serial killers, child abductors. Mm-hmm. Lizards from outer space. Moonies. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Moonies. Yes. Man, every, my mom would diagnose someone as a moonie so quickly. <laughs> He'd be driving moonie. along and, hey, look at that man over there. And said, don't look at him. He's a moonie. <laughs> What's Mooney? Just don't associate. Everybody was a Mooney. They were. All right, Gordo. Thank you very much. Also, she always installed the fear of pools to us. If you got near a pool, you would instantly become a vegetable. (laughs) We'd we'd scrape. She would always tell us that she would have to scrape us off the bottom. (laughs) Just for being in the pool. Just for being near the pool. Because we would fall in, we would drown, and then she would have to scrape us off the bottom. And even if you lived, you'd be a vegetable. (laughs) So extreme, Mom. (laughs) Dial it back a little bit here. All right, there you go. There is the rant revival. Yay! Thank you, Gordo. Hey, I'm not sure if I'm twitching tonight. I got a family coming in from out of town. Okay. So not sure we're promoting it. Yes. So I just want to... Maybe. Maybe promotion. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) Perfect.